What I want to talk to you about today, we've, we've journeyed uh, for several different ways for the past couple weeks, and we've talked about the Holy Spirit in our lives, we've talked about His work in us. Today I want to talk to you, I want to encourage you in some very practical things about walking in the Spirit. Sometimes we limit the work of the Holy Spirit to just being here on a Sunday in a service. And okay, we're in a great service. We're having a great worship time. There's maybe a prophetic word that's given. We limit it to maybe coming to the altar. And there's things that are happening at the altar and we're receiving. I want you to know the Holy Spirit does not just want to be limited to a two-hour segment on Sunday when you come to church. But the Holy Spirit wants to be part of every area of your life. Come on, somebody say every area. He wants to be part of every area. He wants to be involved in every circumstance, in every situation that you're in. And he wants to empower you. He wants to lead you and guide you. He wants you to experience him, not again just in a service context, even though we want to receive from him in this context. But this is supposed to be a ground zero where now it flows out into everyday life. And so I want to talk today and I want to encourage you in some practical things of how we can live this out in our everyday lives. You'll remember in the past that we talked about, and once again, I always like to remind you, if you missed a message, because I always build one on top of the other in many ways, it's on YouTube, you can go watch the service, you can get our podcast, get it downloaded to your phone, and you can listen to the messages. We want to put it out there and get the word out. But we talked about how there's a difference between the Holy Spirit within us and the Holy Spirit upon us. When you become born again, when you become a Christian, the Holy Spirit comes to live in you. You know, sometimes people are maybe from more of a charismatic set versus people are maybe from more of a conservative set. There can be this arguing back and forth. People saying, well, you don't really have the Holy Spirit. And how are there? No, everybody has the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the one who renews us, who regenerates us. You cannot be born again without the Holy Spirit. Every believer has the Holy Spirit within, but the Bible also talks about this experience where the Holy Spirit comes upon. Or as I like to say, if you break that word down, where he comes up on you. And so every believer has the Holy Spirit within, but many believers are not living their life with the Holy Spirit upon. Or if they are, it's at very select moments where the Holy Spirit's upon them and they're living in His power, they're living in His strength, they're living in His ability, but most of the time we kind of keep Him contained somewhere within, but we're not learning to live with Him upon. And so part of this month is challenging and calling us and encouraging us to the life of the Holy Spirit upon us. And it's encouraging us to really seek for, to hunger for, to lean in for this life of the Holy Spirit upon. As a Christian, we have the Holy Spirit in us, but we need to seek that he would come upon us. Jesus said in Acts 1 verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria to the end of the earth. So the question becomes this, what does this life look like if the Holy Spirit's upon How do we keep leaning into that? It moves from being a theological concept to go, okay, that's nice, to how do we actually live this out? I want to talk a little bit about that today. And I'm not talking to you as someone who's going to have all the answers. I'm not talking to someone as an expert. I'm talking to you as a student myself who is learning to live this way and learning to walk this way. Let's go to Luke chapter 4. We're going to get into a lot of scripture today. Luke chapter 4 verse 1. This is in talking about Jesus. This is in Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit. Everybody say, full of the Holy Spirit. Returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Everybody say, led by the Spirit. For 40 days, being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days. And when they were ended, he was hungry. 
And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. And the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And he said to him, To you I will give all this authority, all their glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I will give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered him, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and you, him only shall you serve. Then he took him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you. And on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against the stone. And Jesus answered him, it's, It is said, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. Everybody say, The power of the Spirit. And a report about him went out through all the surrounding country. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. Three things I want you to see from this passage today when we talk about this life in the Spirit. We talk about really living this out and walking this out. The first thing I want you to see is that Jesus was full of the Spirit. So this is the first stage. Now, a little bit of context here. Luke chapter 3. Jesus had come. John the Baptist, who actually was his cousin, had been baptized. And one day, Jesus shows up to be baptized. And John the Baptist sees him. He actually declares, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Prophetically, he knew who Jesus was, and he declared Jesus was. But Jesus came and said, Okay, I want to be baptized. And John said to him, No, 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 no. You should be baptizing me. I don't need to baptize you. But Jesus said, No, no, go ahead. It needs to be done for righteousness' sake. So then he baptizes Jesus. The Bible tells us Jesus comes up out of the water, and it says the Holy Spirit descends on him as a dove, and the Father speaks over him, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. And then Jesus, from this, we see he is now full of the Spirit. And then he moves, and we see he moves into the wilderness. He goes there and he moves in his mission. But the first thing I want you to see from this is that everything that Jesus did in his ministry, from this point forward, before this point, we never see an account of Jesus working a miracle. We never see an account of Jesus you know, doing a sign and a wonder. Why? Because all of those things he did in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why he wanted to be filled with the Spirit. Now, he was God. He was God in the flesh, but it's the, it's the, the miracle. The theologically, they call it the hypostatic union. It's this miracle that God also became man. And there's this mystery to it. But what we need to understand is the miracles, the signs and wonders that Jesus performed, he did not perform just because he was God. But he performed them because he was empowered by the Holy Spirit and he was modeling a way of life for us. That's why he said, be like me. Follow me. That's why Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. He was modeling something for us. He didn't want us to look at the life he lived as just simply unattainable. Now, obviously, he's still Jesus. There's other, but he said, I want to model for you. And if you are filled with the Spirit the way I was filled with the Holy Spirit... That's why he said crazy things like greater works than I do, you're going to do because I go to the Father. Why? I'm giving. When I go to the Father, I'm giving you the Holy Spirit just like I had the Holy Spirit. You've got the same power source that I had to do what I did. And so he says, but what's interesting, it started with him being full of the Holy Spirit. The question I want to ask you at the start today, I just want you to think about this is, are you full of the Holy Spirit? 
If you're not full, what are you full of today? When somebody asks your neighbor, what are you full of? I know it's a dangerous question. But what are you full of today? Because I came to understand as I thought about this, you can have the Holy Spirit inside of you but not be filled with the Spirit. Because we are going to be filled with whatever we give our time, whatever we give our attention to, where we invest ourselves, that's what we fill ourselves with. And so when we fill ourselves with so many different things, but God wants to bring us to a place where our heart, our time and attention is towards Him and we are full of the Holy Spirit. Are you full of the Holy Spirit today? That's why in the book of Acts, they are filled with the Spirit. But then it goes on, and we talked about this over the last couple of weeks. He said, be being filled with the Holy Spirit. That we'd regularly, with the first stage is, will we be filled with the Spirit? And you know why a lot of us struggle to be filled with the Spirit? Because there's no room for the Holy Spirit, because our life is so filled with many other things. Have you filled your life today with so many other things that there's no room for the Spirit? Now I say, I'm speaking so much in, a, in a, a picture manner in that because of that. But how many times, how many of you have ever had somebody that you wanted to spend time with, but they just wouldn't make time for you? And no one wants to raise their hands today. All right, I see a couple people raise their hands. Or maybe you were on the other side of the equation. You know, I was thinking about it. I was at the barber on Friday. See, I forgot, not my head, but my beard, because I like to get it lined up and trimmed up and everything else. I forgot, I couldn't go to the barber for years. I realized if I grow my beard, I can go back to the barber. And so I'm at the barber, and the barber starts saying, oh, how'd you and your wife meet? You just want to know how we met. So I started reflecting and telling the story, and it was funny. Maybe you've heard, if you heard me preach, talk about the story tonight. We met at a youth convention. I was 19. She was 16. I felt hard for her. She didn't like me at all. And so it was one of those stories. And it was a long-distance relationship. She lived in Ottawa. I lived here in Toronto. And this was before Facebook, before social media. So you, you had to, like, write letters, long-distance calls. You still had to go get calling cards. Anyone remember getting calling cards? You have one minute left on your calling card, whatever else. You know, all that. So you have to do it. So I'm trying to pursue her from a distance. Because here's the thing. I, I'm a straightforward person, so I let her know I was interested and, and, and she really wasn't, but I kept saying, because I was really like, I was struck, right? I was really, and so I'm like, listen, just tell me to leave you alone, I'll leave you alone. She's like, well, no, I'm not sure, I'm still thinking. So, so she was thinking. So, so whatever you go, so year goes past, then she comes to U of T to go to school. So I'm like, this is my moment. The Lord has brought her to Toronto, right? I'm just like, okay. So I'm like, she's here. No more long distance. We can spend time together. But she never seemed to have time. And some of you think a pastor, you should have clicked in by this point. Yeah, I should have clicked in a long time ago, but you know, God was working something. And I didn't know what he was working, right? And so I'm trying to hang out with her and she was always busy. No, sorry, I can't. I'm busy. Oh, I've got this going. I got, it. what was the problem? Anyone look at it going, well, she, she know, it's not that she can't spend time. She doesn't want to spend time. Right? She's filling her life with other things, and there's no space for you. Now, thankfully, the Lord worked. Several years later, everything came together, and she started making space and making time. Yet, how many of us do this to the Holy Spirit? Because we're so full of other things. We're so busy with other things. There's so much else going on. We can't be full of the Spirit because we're filled with other stuff. And so we see that Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you today. Being full of the Holy Spirit. God wants you to be filled with the Spirit. Number two, we see that Jesus was led by the Spirit. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this after the next passage. But first we see he was full of the Spirit. 
But then he was led by the Spirit. Interestingly enough, the first place the Holy Spirit led him was into the wilderness. If you feel that following God in your life, this is for somebody today, is always going to make everything easy, make everything perfect, make everything just go the way you want it to go, you need to understand there's many times God's going to lead you into challenging situations because he's working something. He's calling you to something. He's got a purpose for you in that situation. So don't just judge whether God's leading you or not by whether something's easy. Don't just judge something or not by whether you're comfortable. It's learning to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. So we see in Jesus' life, Jesus was full of the Spirit. There was room for the Holy Spirit. But then he committed to be led by the Holy Spirit. He said himself, he said, I only say what I hear my Father saying. I only do what I see my Father doing. How did he hear? How did he see? By the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we see that Jesus was led by the Spirit in the same way we are called to be led by the Spirit. And then I love this last part. It says, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. So that suggests to me he was full of the Spirit before he went into the wilderness, but he returned in the power of the Spirit. And that suggests to me that there are realms and places of the power of the Holy Spirit that we can grow to walk into. And that's part of what God's calling us to even with the focus this month. God wants us to make room and to be filled with the Spirit in a fresh way. Not that God wants us to learn to be led by the Holy Spirit in new ways in our lives. God's calling each one of us deeper into being led by the Spirit. But also God wants us to walk in the power of the Spirit. And he wants to teach us. And I want to encourage you today. I want to stir a hunger in your heart. Because even whatever level of the power of God you experience, I want you to know that there's more. I want you to know that he has more for you. I want you to know that there is deeper things that he is calling us to. But it is all going to come by the work and the moving of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And God wants us to be filled with the Spirit. God wants us to be led by the Spirit. And God wants us to walk in the power of the Spirit. Everybody say, be filled. Everybody say, be led. Everybody say, walk in power. Let's look at another passage here. We're going to go to Galatians 5, 16 to 25. It says, but I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual morality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these, I warn you as I warned you before, that if you do such things, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Now, some things I want to point out to you from this passage. First and foremost, write this first verse. Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. See, if we're going to talk about a life of being filled with the Spirit of being led by the Spirit and living of the power of the Spirit, I would suggest to you that's called walking by the Spirit. 
That means that the Holy Spirit is not just limited to Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon when we gather together or spiritual meetings every once in a while. But God said, this is a walk I've called for you. And it's something I've called you to walk in. I've called you to walk in the Spirit. And I haven't just called you to walk in the Spirit on a Sunday, but I've called you to walk in the Spirit on a Monday. I've called you to walk in the Spirit on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, on a Thursday, on a Friday, on a Saturday. I've called you to walk in the Spirit daily and walk into the Spirit is when you are filled with the Spirit on a regular basis, when you are being led by the Spirit, and also when you are walking in the power of the Spirit. But one of the reasons why this is so important, family, is the key to overcoming temptation, the key to overcoming besetting sins or secret sins in our life, the key to walking in the victory that God has for us is not trying to fight the sin. It's not trying to fight the temptation. It's being filled with him and being so filled with him that you don't got space for that stuff anymore. I want you to get this because many of us here today, many of us tuning in online, we got battles, we got struggles in our life. There's sin and there's things that are holding us back. And most of our approach is to try harder. Right? Am I telling the truth? It's just like, if I just try harder... Or that's the message we hear. You just try harder. What's wrong with you? Try harder to overcome the sin. Try harder to overcome temptation. But yet what the Bible says is it didn't say try hard to deny the flesh. It said walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the lust of the flesh. In other words, part of being filled with the Holy Spirit is it's how you live in freedom. And it's how you live the life God's called you to. And it's how you overcome sin and you overcome temptation. Too many of us are just trying to fight off sin and temptation instead of focusing on being filled by the Holy Spirit because when we're filled with Him, there's no room for that. Let me give you a visual example of this. This glass is filled with air. Now, how can we get the air out of this glass? What do we need to do to get the air out of this glass? We think, well, maybe if we get a straw and try and suck the air out. But the problem is you suck it out. There's more that's just going to come in. Well, maybe if we get a really strong, like a vacuum cleaner or something. But here's the thing. There's always, you suck the air out, it's going to come back in. So you can take all this time. How do we get the air out? I'm trying to get the air out of this glass. I don't know. We just need to try harder. Maybe we need to pray more. No, here, I want to show you how you can get the air out of this glass. If you want to get the air out of this glass... What happened? It got displaced. It wasn't so much me fighting the air. It was me choosing to fill the glass with something else. And when I fill the glass with something else, there is no room for the air anymore. Family, I want to encourage you today. Stop trying to fight sin and get it out of your life. Get filled with the Spirit so there's no room for the sin. Stop trying to fight temptation in your life. Be filled with the Holy Spirit so there's no space. Get filled with that all-consuming fire of the Holy Spirit in your life that burns out every trace of sin that brings the light of glory in but it happens as we're filled with the holy spirit and i want to encourage you today because some of you are so discouraged because you feel like i fall on my face over and over and over again but could it be today it's because you are trying to get things out in your own strength or watch this you've bought into the lie of the devil that says well you need to get rid of that sin before you can come to god you need to get rid of that sin before you can be filled with the holy spirit listen that's not the way it works because if you keep trying to do it in your own strength you're never going to make it you need to come to god to get rid of the sin you need to be filled with the holy spirit 
Spirit to get that out of there. You don't get yourself clean and go to that shower. The shower is what cleans you off. Run to the Father today, but be being filled with the Holy Spirit. And so often it's because we allow our levels to get so low in him that there starts becoming space for other things. Come on, when did David fall into sin with Bathsheba and go all down that road? It was the time of spring when the kings were supposed to be out at war. Because he was not doing what he was supposed to do, he put himself in a spot where there was an opening for temptation. If you will be filled with the Spirit, you'll be doing what God's called you to do. There's not going to be space for the enemy to come in. Somebody say, be filled with the Spirit. And so when you walk with the Spirit and walk by the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. Number two, what I want you to see, it says, if you are led by the Spirit, Maxwell, can I just pass this to you? Thank you. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So this is the second thing I want to see. So, so number one, he says, walk in the Spirit, and you're not going to fulfill the lust of your flesh. In other words, guys, you know how you overcome sin? Just fall more in love with Jesus. Yeah, and get, get accountable, get people around you, get a good battle plan in place, but get filled up with Jesus. Get in the presence of Jesus. Shut some things off that are coming into your life that are causing problems and start getting the good stuff coming into your life. The Word of God, the love of God, the presence of God. Right? Start listening to worship music instead of music that's glorifying all the stuff you're trying to get away from. All right, good preaching, Pastor. Okay. But see, that says be led by the Spirit and you're not under the law. So God says, I want you to learn to be led by my Spirit. This is a big thing I want you to hear today. The Holy Spirit's saying, will you allow me to lead you? Will you allow me to take you deeper in being led by my spirit? Uh, when I was studying this, I was reminded of a devotional I'd read from Rick Renner. How many of you have heard of Rick Renner? If you haven't, I want to encourage you. He's a great Bible teacher. Uh, he's a Greek scholar. And he does this amazing job of taking a lot of Greeks, the original language the Bible was written in. And he breaks words down. He has a daily devotional called Daily Gems from the Greek. It's one of my, one of my resources that I feed on on a regular basis. But he had a devotion. I thought, I'll just read it to you. Because I thought it's so illustrate this point of being led by the Spirit. He said, in the early 1990s, a time when supernatural doors were flying open for our TV ministry in every, nearly every corner of the Soviet Union. He was really, like God was really blowing up things big for him and his family in the U.S. and Canada. But then when the walls came down, the you know, Berlin Wall came down, Soviet Union opened up, God said, I want you to move, I want you to go. So it was this big step of faith. But God started opening doors. So he said, but one area that remained closed was Baku, Azerbaijan. Since this was a Muslim city, I had been strongly advised not to go there to negotiate for television time. Plus, the, company, the country of Azerbaijan was in a serious military conflict at the time. But despite what people advised me to do, I sensed a strong leading of the Holy Spirit to go there. I simply knew that if I put my feet on the land, God would open doors for us to broadcast the teaching of the Bible there. Family, I believe part of why I'm sharing this today, I believe there's many of us, God wants to open doors, but we're going to see those doors by being led by the Spirit. We're going to see those doors by going deeper into Wazoon. So watch this. He said, we watched the news day by day to monitor what was happening with the military developments that were largely based around the capital city of Baku, where the largest TV tower in that part of the world is located. This tower was so huge, its signal covered not only Azerbaijan, but it reached all the way into the heart of Iran. For a door of this size to open would definitely require supernatural grace of God. And it would also require divine courage to go there in the middle of an escalating military conflict. A single day came when a temporary ceasefire had been declared, so we quickly purchased plane tickets for two members and me. We called to set up an appointment with the director of the national TV station, and we raced to the airport so we could board our plane to Azerbaijan. Hours later, we landed in the capital city of Baku. 
After being vigorously searched at the airport, a private car picked us up and drove us directly to the broadcasting company of that nation. When we entered the broadcasting building, we were escorted to a sitting area to wait for our meeting with the TV director. We were told that we would need to be patient because the ceasefire had been broken at almost that exact moment, and there was heavy machine gun fighting all around the TV facility. So picture this. A secretary asked if we'd like a cup of tea. And so we sat drinking our tea while we could hear gunfire at the other end of the hallway adjacent to the area we were seated. At one point, a group of soldiers carrying machine guns ran hurriedly past us, disappearing through the door to an area outside where the action was taking place. Soon the door opened to the national TV director's office and we were invited in for our scheduled appointment. To my surprise, the director was a woman. She held an unusual, very powerful position in a Muslim society. When I made my presentation about our TV program, she responded, maybe you don't understand. We are a Muslim nation. Your programs can't be broadcast here. Plus, our signal reaches Tehran, and if we run your Bible teaching programs, we could offend our partners in Iran. But this broadcasting endeavor had been on my heart for such a long time. So rather than taking no for an answer, I insisted, we've come a long way today. Will you please just look at one of our programs? The director kindly consented, and it just so happened that the random program she chose to watch was part of a series of what the Bible teaches about how husbands should treat their wives. As we watched, I could see the Holy Spirit was touching her heart with answers she'd been seeking for. When the program ended, she asked if we had part two of the series with us, and so she could see that as well. By the end of the second program, the Holy Spirit had totally melted her heart. She said, how often would you like to broadcast these programs, and what price would you like to pay? Right before our eyes, with machine guns firing, rapid fire in the background, God opened a door that would not have been opened if we had not had the courage to go to back to at the critical moment. That day, I learned once again that it takes courage and confidence if you want to walk through a door that's never open for anyone else. It also takes the leading of the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit who led us there on that very day, a day a great door flew open for the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, that really jumped out to me. He said, guys, it takes courage. It takes confidence. I believe there's so many of us in this place. God is getting ready to open some doors for you. He's getting ready to open some doors in business, open some doors in relationship, open doors in community, open doors in school, open doors into the mountain that God has called you to. God is getting ready to open doors, but you are going to need to have courage, you are going to need to have confidence, and you are going to need to be led by the Holy Spirit. You know, it's interesting. You may not end up ever flying into a city where there's machine gun battles going on around you and signing a TV deal, but God's got things he's called you to do. And I promise you, Rick didn't start that day going, oh, I better learn to be led by the Holy Spirit because I think God might want to open some doors. No, he'd been practicing it. He'd been walking in it. And that's why God wants to train you in learning to be led by the Spirit because there's certain things we are only going to step into through courage and confidence and the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And if we sit back and wait for it just to happen to us, it's never going to happen. Guys, there are things in the kingdom of God that are given freely to us, and there's other things that we need to lay hold of by force. And God is bringing many of you into areas where he's saying, I'm calling you to lay hold of some things I have for you by force. But I is going to be doors I open. But you are going to need to be bold, and you are going to need to be confident, and you are going to need to be led by my spirit. That's why he's calling us to this. He's calling you deeper because of the things he has for you. Let me read a little bit more of what Rick said here. He said in Romans 8, 14, we are promised, but as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I want to examine this verse in today's sparkling gem. That's the devotions he does, sparkling gems from the Greek. The Greek word for led is the word ago, A-G-O. This simply means to lead. But it also must be pointed out that this word forms the root for the Greek word agon, 
A-G-O-N, which describes an intense conflict such as a struggle in a wrestling match or a struggle of the human will. This illustrates the fact that although the Holy Spirit wants to lead us, our human will doesn't like the idea of being led. You see, it's the nature of our flesh to want to go its own way. Thus, when we choose to walk in the Spirit and let Him dictate our lives, His leadership over us creates a struggle with our will, with our flesh. An example of this kind of intense struggle is the dangerous trip to Baku. The Holy Spirit of God inside of me was telling me, go now. There's an open door for you today. But the flesh ranted and raved, you're putting your life in danger. Don't do what the Holy Spirit's telling you to do. Maybe that's how you've been feeling about your own life. You want to obey God and be led by His Spirit, but your flesh is interested only in self-preservation and going its own way. However, as a child of God, you must learn to walk with Him and stay in your place behind this Holy Spirit following His lead. Everybody say, follow His lead. You have to defeat every fight the flesh puts up to stop you from obtaining the supernatural results God wants you to have. If you really want to live a supernatural spirit-led life, there is no way around it. You have to deal with your flesh. The flesh wants to control you, so you must mortify or defeat the flesh and allow the Holy Spirit to have his own way. The struggle may seem great, but it's the only way to live a fruitful Christian life. I'm so thankful that for that day many years ago when God empowered me by his spirit and gave me courage to get on that plane and fly to Baku. God knew I didn't know what I didn't know, that a great door was waiting for me. When we arrived and found the ceasefire had been broken, we could have turned around, gotten back on the plane and head back home immediately. But we are certain the Holy Spirit was leading us. By God's grace, the fight with the flesh was won and a great event occurred before our very eyes. As we do the will of God in life, we must listen to natural advice, but we must never forget the leading of the Spirit is the prime factor in yielding supernatural fruit and obtaining a heavenly outcome. Guys, God wants to lead you by His Spirit. This is about everyday power. It's not just about getting a nice touch in service and feeling great. No, I love when the Holy Spirit touches me. But sometimes we super spiritualize and God's like, no, I want to be part of your work life. I want to be part of your school life. I want to help you with your studies. I want to help you in your relationship. I want to help you in your marriage. I want to help you as a parent. If you will learn to be led by me, I'm going to lead you and guide you into all truth. Remember that's what Jesus said? The Holy Spirit's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. How will the Holy Spirit lead you and guide us into all truth if we won't be led? How will the Holy Spirit lead and guide us in all truth if we're always stubborn about doing things our own way? We need to learn to be led. And that's what God is teaching us, to follow His leading. Everybody say, follow His lead. lead. Two more things really quick. Third point from this verse is it says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, jealousy, self-control. How many people want to grow in love and the love of God? How many people want to grow in joy? How many people want to grow in peace? A lot of you guys are raising your hands. What's going on here? You don't want to, I'm just playing. How many of you want to grow in patience? How many want to grow in kindness? How many want to grow in goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control? See, some of you, come on, just keep your hand up. You're good. I'm not going to jump in with anything that's not there. But here's what I want us to see today. It's a real simple truth. So often we are trying to try harder to walk in these things, but it's actually a fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives. In other words, it comes from His strength. It comes from His power. It comes from learning to be led by Him. 
And family, I want to encourage you in this season. God wants to take you so deep in his love. God wants you to be filled with supernatural joy. God wants you to have a peace that passes all understanding. God wants you to have a supernatural patience to stand firm no matter what. God wants you to be filled with kindness, with goodness, with faithfulness, with gentleness, with self-control. But it's not going to come from trying harder. It's not going to come from beating yourself up and telling yourself you need to be a better Christian. It's going to come by walking in the spirit. It's going to come by being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's going to come by just being so taken with Him. And what happens is a tree doesn't sit there and try to bear fruit. Yo, we've got some great fruit trees here on our property. I don't know if you know that, but we've got some apple trees. I'm not even sure what else we have. We have a few people. One, one year we caught people stealing our apples. And they literally, they pulled up in a van and opened up the back of their van and started taking our apples. And we were like, hello, someone talked to them. You know, oh, oh no, we didn't know this is private property. Right? Totally whatever. Get out of here. But, you know, you get that tree. The tree's not there going, oh, oh, I got to bear apples. I got to bear apples. No, what happens is as long as the tree is grounded and is in the vine, is attached, it bears fruit naturally. See, the Holy Spirit's work in your life is going to be this fruit, but it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody say, be filled. See, when you're filled with him, the fruit comes. Stop trying harder and yield more. Stop trying harder and go deeper in relationship. If you're looking at areas of your life, I'm not cutting it right now. The answer is not to get under condemnation, to beat yourself up. Yes, definitely get under conviction of the Holy Spirit. But then lean in for Him because He produces this fruit in our lives. One last thought as the team wants to come back to join me. I love this last part of the verse. I love it. It says this. That's, it's, it's, it's a beautiful uh, Turn a phrase. It says, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Somebody say, keep in step. Now with you, when I hear that turn of phrase, I think about dancing. And I think about a dance. And I want you to picture, because there's this dance that you and I are being invited to by the Holy Spirit to walk with Him. There's a dance where we are called to to, to keep in step. There's a, there's a rhythm to it. I kind of laugh. I was, saying, I was saying the first service crew, I don't identify so much naturally because I'm not a very good dancer. And I grew up in a Pentecostal church where you weren't allowed to dance. Well, you were allowed to do the Pentecostal two-step, that one. And then you could get in the spirit a little bit. But that was about it. But here, here's what I, I, I did learn about dancing in the middle of all this. And it made me think, first thing, if you're going to dance, you've got to learn the steps. Right? There's some people that are more talented than others. There's some people more gifted than others. But everybody's got to learn the steps. If you want to learn to dance, you first learn the steps. Well, if we're going to learn to walk with the Holy Spirit, here's the picture it gives me. A lot of times we get discouraged because we see other people who seem so good. You know, we read a story like Rick Renner. He's flying into you know, this war-torn area, being led by the Holy Spirit. We're like, I, I'm not even there at all. But that's okay because he's, he's been doing it for a while. So where you start is you start by learning the steps. You start by right where you're at. And it could be for you today. The starting could be, Holy Spirit, I, I want to be led by you. I feel really inadequate. I'm, I, I just don't even know exactly what that looks like. But if you could just start teaching me, I want to learn the steps. And then the second thing, if you're dancing, not only do you learn the steps, but then you got to practice the steps. Right? you gotta, you got to practice it. And at first, it's probably not going to look good. First, it's going to be a little awkward. 
don't know, maybe a couple of you are just like super talented, so you get like the dance moves right away. But the rest of us, you know, we got to work at it a little while. Some of us have to work at it for a very long while. But right, you're, you're practicing. You're learning. You're practicing. Right, that's how you learn to walk by the Holy Spirit. Nobody's perfect at it. Nobody gets it perfectly right off the start. A lot of times we're frustrated. Well, I'm just not even going to try because no. Learn, start learning the steps. And then start practicing. Practice in your everyday life. And what happens when you practice? Sometimes you get it right. Sometimes you get it wrong. But what do you do? Go back. Keep learning. Keep practicing. There's no way somebody like Rick Renner would have been able to have that confidence to fly into a war zone if he hadn't been practicing for a while. So maybe you're not at a flying into a war zone level yet, but wherever you are, start learning the steps and start practicing the steps. You know, the last thing I love about it is I've noticed this with dancing. Dancing is a whole lot more fun when you're doing it with other people. Right? Very rarely. You every once in a while you see someone who's just very dancing by themselves. Or whatever. But most of the time you're dancing, you're celebrating. I'd much rather dance with my wife than dance by myself. And then get people together. I think we was... Uh, last night we were in uh, Ottawa because my nephew was in the provincial football championships and they ended up winning. They came number one in the province. Well, they won. We're dancing. We have Baps' son right there, Baps' voice. So we're up there and, and it's like we're dancing, we're celebrating, we're running up and down the sidelines. I mean, we're jumping, we're cheering. Last week they won the regional finals in overtime on the last play of the game. We were all going, like we were just all, but there's something about community. And together, there's something about learning to follow the Holy Spirit together. There's something about husband and wife saying, hey, we're going to work on this together, learning to follow the Holy Spirit. There's something about, as a church community, working together and saying, we are going to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you today, just as we bring this to close, God wants you. There's such a call right now to saying, will you go deeper? There's such a call right now saying, will you be led by my Spirit? And God wants to lead you today. Come on, somebody say, be led by the Spirit. For some of you today, there's been battles and secret sins and things that are going on. You need to pursue walking in the Spirit and you will not satisfy the lust of the flesh. There's so many today, God's saying, will you let me lead you? Will you stop stop trying to drive yourself and put a 911 call into me when you mess everything up? Will you let me just lead you from the start so I can get you where you need to go? Will it be those that say, God, I want to see your fruit in my life. I'm going to stop trying to do it myself. But I want the fruit of the Spirit. And will we have that heart that says, you know what? I'm going to walk in step with the Spirit. So I just want us to bow our head and close our eyes. We're going to just finish with a moment of prayer today. And I just want you to create a space for the Lord right where you are. Who's made quite an impact for God named Leon Fontaine, and apparently went home to heaven last night. 
and it's not even public knowledge yet. Some of you might be familiar with his ministry. But I was just, let's just pray right now because he's got a big church in Winnipeg and Calgary and, and there's a lot there. So we'll pray for them and then we're gonna just go before. So Father, we come before you in Jesus' name, Lord. We just pray right now, first and foremost, just as it's come to our attention. Um, Lord, with Pastor Leon and we just pray for his family. We pray for that church community. We pray for all those who are affected and impacted. Lord, we don't know any of the details, but we pray you surround them with your love. We pray you surround them with your peace. We pray you surround them with your comfort. In Jesus' name, do only what you do. We're, we're, we're talking about the Holy Spirit today. Holy Spirit, we pray just for you to move into that situation in, in just such a, a significant and such a real way. And God, even as that church family gathers today, I don't even know what that would fully have looked like, but we just stand with them as brothers and sisters in Christ and pray for your work and your move in them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. But here's why it's just as we close today, if your heart is saying, I want to grow in being filled with the Spirit, I want to grow in being led by the Spirit, I want to grow in the power of the Spirit, I want to walk in the Spirit, I want to invite you just to stand up to your feet wherever you are as we bring this to a close. I want you just to raise your hands out before the Lord like you're receiving something. Because again, guys, catch this. We've been trying so often to do things ourselves, to prove ourselves, to make it work. And God's saying, will you let me do it in you and through you? Will you let me fill you so much that there's no room for sin? Will you let me lead you in every area of your life? That area you're struggling with right now, the area you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my kids. I don't know what to do with my finances. I don't know what to do. He's like, I can lead you. we'd see just an explosion of the fruit of the Spirit in our hearts because we're stopping to try and do it in our own strength. We're letting the Holy Spirit do the work in us. And that we learn to be in step with the Spirit. And so let me just pray this over us right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray. I pray for every person here. I pray for every person who's tuning in online. Holy Spirit, teach us today. Help us to learn, even as we get this picture, to learn these steps. Help us to, to, to practice and to grow. I pray for every person here that we will be men and women who are led by the Spirit. That we will be led by you, God. I pray in Jesus' name for those who are battling with secret sins, who are battling with different areas of struggle and weakness, that today there will just be this fresh faith in this heart and in their heart and an encouragement, Father, in Jesus' name. God, this encouragement that will rise up, Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you. They'll be so full of you, there will be no place for fear. They'll be so full of you, God, there'll be no place for lust. They'll be so full of you, there'll be no place for selfishness. They'll be so full of you, there'll be no place for greed. They'll be so full of you, God, there'll be no place for any work of the enemy. And so fill us in a fresh way. Empower us in a fresh way. Do your work in us in a fresh way. God, we pray even this week as we have the meetings with Prophet Tommy and the others who come through and we're able to just have them in our facilities for a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit, for impartation in Jesus' name. But Father, I thank you that you're teaching us you're leading us and you're guiding us and we are those who are walking by the Spirit in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you just take a moment here before we dismiss. Let us become of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your good.
interested in the chosen joel's gonna be out in the lobby get some more information for that all right all right so he'll be there in a moment just go track him down the lobby 
But we love you guys. Have an amazing week. And uh, yeah, let's do this. Let's walk this out together. Thank you. Just a, a small note, want to make sure for the meetings Monday and Tuesday, you need to register online. There's a charge associated with the meetings. You're going to need to register online. So yeah, please don't just show up. Thank you, Joel, for making that point. I wouldn't want someone to come and then realize you had to register in advance. All the information is on our church website. Love you guys. And come to meet the pastors next week. Please sign up. We'd love to meet you. God bless you guys.